0: What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam. The Falcons are officially eliminated from playoff contention in and we are Atlanta Zone, Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network. Adam, how's it going, sir?
1: Graham, it's going very well. Welcome to the first Atlanta Zone episode of 2022, and a happy new year to
0: you. Happy new year, friend. Isn't
1: that exciting?
0: just beyond excited
1: another year gone by in the 2020s
0: yeah i uh i got the blues adam i gotta admit i uh, i, I you need a therapy session yeah I, I think a little bit all at right. least just um this time of year right after the holidays getting back into work you know more on a full-time basis and all that stuff um I don't know. It just gets me down. The weather always sucks in Atlanta this time of year. It rains. It's miserable. It's 70 degrees one day, 30 degrees the next. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just the weather, but I uh, or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like every day I'm just like, man, it just sucks.
1: What do they call that? Seasonal depression? And it's, I believe.
0: I, yeah. And I get this every year. Yeah. It's not about anything like really specific. It's just like it's just, it
1: just sucks. Do you do anything healthy to counteract these uh, feelings? Uh, no,
0: not at all. I, just, <laughs> I sort of just wallow in misery and just, you know, by March I feel better.
1: <laughs> wallow, lay on the couch, eat a bunch of crap, drink. Yeah. See how it goes. Right, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah,
0: and I'm uh, doing exercises and I'm, I'm, you know, working on music and writing and stuff and obviously the job. But, you know, it's, it's still just like. It's with a great reluctance right now, I just don't feel like doing anything. It's very uh, that alone is kind of depressing.
1: Well, you know, Graham, it's only it's only January sixth. Some people, uh, you know, it's too early to get things going. Some people like to hit the the year running. You know, yeah, like no. all these resolutions and all that. No, no. But they're going to be done with them by the end of January. So if if even that long, just ease into your year, Graham. It's yeah, okay, okay. You don't need to worry. Thank you. They're there. I,
0: I appreciate You're it. You're doing just fine. Yeah, uh, it's it's fine. It's just it's the seasonal season stuff, man. And uh, I got way into that Falcons game, man. I'm way too much into that Falcons game on
1: I, Sunday. I'm telling you, we talked about it last week. Like, I just, I like watching this team. They they fought their asses off in the snow in Buffalo. That was cool. You yep. know the last time they played in Buffalo, Graham? Was it against J.P. Loesman? It is. I remember watching that game. game. we were that game. in your basement. Yeah. I remember your dad squawking about J.P. Losman. Who the hell's that guy? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I remember that game vividly. For some reason, it was like we beat Buffalo pretty handily. Me too, and I don't uh, know why. Yeah, I just remember J.P. I remember that name for the rest of my life. Maybe there's something else memorable going on that day. But I remember Mike Vic and the boys went up there and took care of business, and uh, the game wasn't really that close. It was just like that's all I remember yeah, about it.
1: J- J.P. Loseman. So yeah, it, it was it was a cool like it's cool to watch your team play in snow especially a down south team like us. And like those Buffalo Bills fans, man, like that, that's gotta be on your bucket list of stadiums to go to. I was I
0: talking about happen. that with Alexa when we were watching the game. I was like, and she, she actually mentioned that. I think she was the one who brought it up. Like that'd be a cool stadium to go to, not as like an opponent opposing family. Like when the Bills are playing like the jets or so, or whatever, or even a better team, but you know, not playing your team you just go up there and experience it.
1: Well, I hear that they're like, I mean, they're super nice. Like they were super nice this past week, like two Falcons fans. I think good. they're a welcoming bunch, but like, you know, you just got to drink a ton and jump through tables just to stay warm. Yeah. So it's, I, I respect it. It looks like I mean, it's the complete opposite of the environment that we got going on down here right now. But uh, they also have a really good football team. So that
0: makes a big difference.
1: Um, Although, though, Adam,
0: I'm going to my third Falcons game look uh, at you, Graham. on Sunday.
1: That's that's exciting. Yeah. You, this I'm guessing this will be your first time ever going to Week 18.
0: Football game. Yeah, me and the other 4,000 people that will be there.
1: You're uh, you're going to be a part of history.
0: Yeah, I guess you can look at it that way. Second time I've seen the Falcon Saints. Set. The first time was that horrible game we went to uh, when Taysom Hill, that was his first real big game where he got like two rushing touchdowns against us going yeah. these gadget plays.
1: Yeah, I feel like that was one of my first games at Mercedes-Benz maybe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that sucked. I remember when we went to the six eighty, the fan tailgate. We did. Yeah, uh, corner of Centennial and uh, Marietta. I wonder if that's
0: happening oh, on Sunday. I'm oh sure. Yeah. Oh got to yeah. get down there early. And that, and because we got COVID, we don't. You know, we're be invincible for a little while, so we can you know do whatever the hell we want. You're free, Graham. Yeah, we,
1: we have zero COVID protocols right now. Other people have to worry about it. We uh, we got it out of the way over break. Yep. And uh, we're we're good to go. Um, yeah, this Falcon Steve though, man, like. Week 18, we're out of the playoffs. I'm still going to watch it because of the matchup.
0: Yes, the- Saints Falcons. You got to watch Saints Falcons. It doesn't a- matter if you're 4 and 12, 12 and 4, you got to watch but that. But even
1: game. more importantly, the Saints need to beat us to make the playoffs. Yes. So we have something to play for. Granted, you know, there's a part of me that's like, ooh, drafting like, I think we can draft as high as like 8th or 10th. Mm-hmm. Is that right?
0: Somewhere in that range.
1: Either 8 or 10 or like as low as 8 to 10 or as high as like 16. So obviously losing would kind of help on that front, but right. I don't know this little team that could. I just want to see them do it again.
0: Yeah, let's talk about this Buffalo game. Okay, um, defense played really well. I was very proud of the defense. They forced three interceptions against Josh Allen. Special teams also came up with a uh, fumble recovery, a safety, actually, if you will. Um, and they, they, I mean, they got kind of you know they got worn down a little bit in the second half, but that was because the offense couldn't stay on the field. But I was very proud of the way this defense played, particularly our boy Foye. Uh, got another interception, moving all over the field. He he looked great. AJ Terrell h- held digs, I think to like 50 receiving yards. That was definitely the best receiver he's probably played against all year. Um, very impressed once again. Well, w- you know, with with how the defense played. Now we couldn't get uh, any sacks. I don't think. I don't think we got any sacks. No. But
1: I don't think we've had a sack in like four weeks.
0: Right. But. Um, well, actually, no. AJ Terrell did get a sack at him. Forgot about this on the corner blitz. I think it was in like the sometime the second quarter. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. But um, so that that's big for us, you know. We I think pushes there's us to fifteen, something like that. It's
1: sad that I know the sack number just on the top of my head. Uh, but uh, uh, Dante Fowler almost had a
0: couple of sacks. He just kept missing Josh Allen. I
1: felt like he was active.
0: He was. You saw him. He was trying. He was. He was doing. He was disrupting plays. I mean, the the play where he almost got the sack on Allen. Actually, there's two plays he almost got the sack on Allen that actually forced the, uh, one of the interceptions in the red zone. But um, you know, this offense really just went by the wayside once uh, Kyle Pitts went out of the game. It was like we couldn't do anything in the second half. We didn't score in the second half. Hell, we led the game 15-14, I think going into uh, into halftime.
1: Yeah, miraculous uh comeback in the second quarter. They're outscoring them 13 to nothing.
0: Yeah. And um we just couldn't we just couldn't get it together in the second half. You know, it was a lot of just three and outs, couldn't really get anyone the ball. Um one thing I've been kind of frustrated with that in the last couple weeks is not seeing a lot of targets for Quarterrell Patterson. Only two targets in this game. Caught both of those for 24 yards. But I would think in particular, with Pitts going out, it's like we got to just force feed Patterson the ball. Um, these last couple weeks, he hasn't really been doing much.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's defensive scheming, or I mean, it's no secret that he's our only weapon,
0: right? Other than Pitts, other than Pitts, yeah. So. We saw more of fucking Hesse, the new tight end, well than uh, Patterson.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure once Pitts was out, it's like, all right, let's just double team Patterson today, right. and hey, Hesse looked okay. He did. He did, and uh, I never heard of this guy until that game. Uh, he's a practice squad guy. He was a practice squad guy. He's a converted D-end out of, like, Iowa. I
0: was about to say, he looks like a big guy. I thought he was a fullback.
1: I like him. and, yeah. and So I saw that they've, they've already taken him off the practice squad onto the active roster for this week. And um, did you see the video of Lee Smith mic'd up? No, from this past week, I missed it. Phenomenal! It's like the Falcons' Twitter page posted it. It's like five minutes of Lee Smith, and you understand why a veteran like that is so important. And he was just heaping praise on Parker Hesse, saying this guy is awesome. Like, what a like he's gonna be a stud, basically. Cool. Um, so who knows? But he I mean, at least someone stepped up.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, he had a big catch on I think it was a third down where the play broke down around Matt, and Matt was able to find him. He had a nice little game there. I think that was the uh, 17-yard catch he had. But, you know, Matt's gets sacked five times in this game. Offensive line did not hold up at all. Um, I'm, I'm very tired of this offensive line. It's, it's just, you know, now Matt's starting to get sacked a little more than he was. He's still the most hit quarterback in the league, but now he's starting to get sacked more. And, um, golly. And, you know, with the lack of weapons, it was just a recipe for disaster in the second half. Once once Pitts was gone, um, there was really nothing this offense can do. And then the one drive we did have where we scored, the touchdown gets overturned on a Matt Ryan uh, rushing touchdown, and then Matt Ryan said something to a cornerback, um, gets called for unsportsmanlike conduct. The call is overturned, and then we get pushed to third and goal at like the twenty five yard line or something like that. So,
1: what was your take on that? I mean, th- that was brutal. Like, I mean, that would have gotten us within. One score.
0: Yeah, it would have been 29 to 21 at that point or something like that.
1: And, like, the penalty wouldn't have mattered because it would have been assessed on the kickoff. kickoff. But, like, the guy was coming after his head.
0: Yeah. You know? And I doubt anything he said was that egregious to be flagged for it. I mean, I don't know. I've always – I never liked penalties like that because what's the point of football if you can't talk shit? I mean I've seen players say heinous absolutely heinous things to each other and not get flagged for but on this particular play I don't even think Matt, I I saw on the replay Matt said fuck you or something like that I, I could read his mouth but it was like okay we're going to throw a flag over no, him no, saying they, fuck they, you
1: I mean it's like the taunting rule that they have Stupid. this year it
0: takes the fun out of the game
1: Yeah I mean that like that that was just like real emotion coming out and like he was it wasn't just like he was like oh I'm Matt Ryan, I'm so fast. I got past you. I was like, no, you're coming after my head.
0: Yeah. Fuck yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, thanks for filling in there, Graham. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that w- it sucked. Yeah. And I even mean,
0: like he didn't even get in his face or push him or anything. It wasn't like a f- physical altercation. I mean, you got to be frustrated as hell all day. You're getting hit like crazy. You've been sacked five times. And then um,
1: you have no weapon. You, you you lose all your weapons. I mean, it's, it's not even like, it's not just pits. Like even um, Allison, like, he looks good when he gets the ball, but then he gets hurt. Claude right. Injuries. yeah. it's like a- anyone who starting to look good, they're I'm gonna be hurt.
0: Immediately hurt yeah. on the offense, yeah. Very uh very frustrating game in the second half. I even went on at when halftime was over, I was like, I'm getting my Matt Ryan jersey on. I was like, Let's fucking go. Let's let's I was like, let's win this game. Come on and then we didn't do anything the rest of the rest of the game. So I guess you can blame me, all you superstitious people out there. Um for for the loss. But another tough loss. The Falcons are officially eliminated from playoff contention as we mentioned at the uh top of the show. So, you know, uh life goes on. It was not it was a nice little I wouldn't even call it a run, but at least to remain relevant like we've talked about till uh you know, December, January, whatever. Yeah, no, um,
1: it, it it was nice. They were yeah. worth watching. Um and I feel like after this game, I can definitively like make some personal decisions on where I'd like to see them go with the roster. Let's um, talk about it, that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Foyer. So as we know, he, his contract's coming up.
0: It's done. This this is his. I think this is a uh, contract year for He's him. He's going to command some money. Yeah.
1: I would like to bring him back, but we also don't want to get into these, like, Thomas Dimitrov, we have to bring all our guys back thing. But, but, Graham, before you interrupt me, if we can trade Dion Jones and bring back Foyer, that's the way to go. Like, I sent you a video of Dion Jones just, like, not even trying on a goal line play. And, like, we, we just have, like, we haven't, he doesn't pop on the screen like he used to a couple yeah. years and ago. Yeah,
0: and remember we talked about this. I can't remember if it was last week or week before, but we talked about doesn't he seem a step slower? Yeah. And then when you sent that tweet, uh, that tweet video, it was very much the, it was not that he looked slower. It was the effort. Yeah. It was the effort on that particular play, and, and that made me think, oh, well, is the whole thing, is the reason he's looked, quote-unquote, slow, but just because he just doesn't give a shit? Looks like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, granted, th- that's one play, but, like, you just don't see him making impact plays like mm-hmm. you used to. And he's only 27. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, he's had the injuries. Maybe he's ready for a change of scenery. I don't know. But if we could trade him and, like, keep Foyer as, like, the base of this linebacking core for the next few years, I think that's a good way to go uh, as long as he's not too expensive.
0: And that's the but thing. You've got
1: some young – you've got some guys like Michael Walker also there that aren't getting enough play time that could step in and fill in these linebackers.
0: And players. Walker's a hungry player. Yes. Very hungry player. We've, we've seen him all over the field. And that's another thing too. It's like, like we talked about. Dion will still make tackles, but it's not like the same kind of impact – you know, he's not making a big play at the last scrimmage like he used to and stuff like that. He's not getting the big interception like he did against the Saints on that Thursday night game in, when was it, 2018, I think. Um, you know, it's just like we just don't see plays like that anymore. But let's talk about this roster, Adam. Here are your free agents. Foyer, Cordarell Patterson, young Koo, Fabian Moreau, Isaiah Oliver, Eric Harris, Matt Gano. Those are some of the more notable ones. Um, you know, some of those players are on a different level than than the others. Obviously, Foyer, CDP, Kuh. Um, I can even put Moreau in that upper echelon of our free agents. Those are guys you'd like to, you know, see come back if you can. Um, but then you also have, and you brought up Dion Jones. Um, about trying to trying to move him, which is fair, because. Um, but but then the thing that made me think of when you're talking about foyer is like we gave all this money to Dion Jones. Who's to say the same thing won't happen to, to Foyer? I don't know. It's a it's just a weird it's a weird thing hanging out a lot of money. Or even it, though it's not that much money, but we don't have that much money to work with in the first place. And that's the, the frustrating part about it. You also have these big contracts for Matt, Grady, Dion, and Jake Matthews that, you know, need to probably be restructured in order to bring guys back or bring in additional help. So it's just it's a frustrating thing.
1: Let me hear that list again.
0: Of the of the free agents. Yeah. Foyer CDP, Ku, Moreau, Oliver, Eric Harris, Matt Gano. Those are just some of the more notable ones. And then with guys like Matt, Grady, Dion, Jake Matthews, they either have one or two years left, and they have huge deals.
1: Well, I think you get in the conversation of moving Grady, too.
0: I agree. I think you start to think about moving Grady, you really want to try and move Deion Jones. Um, and talk about potentially moving Matt Ryan. For sure. And I think if you do all that, though, you take a step back next year, potentially. Depends on how the draft shakes out and what you get. But you're talking about taking a step back. I mean, I think there's a lot of fans out there who, even though they've been critical of the team, I think, and we have been too. But you start to see this and you're like, well, maybe we can make a little push next year. Maybe we can climb over the hump. I don't think it's going to happen just because you're going to have to lose a lot of the guys who made a big impact this year.
1: Here's the kicker, though. We're going to have – we've already got the second-round pick this year for – Julio. Julio. Yeah. We're about to get a second-round pick for Calvin Ridley. That was the big rumor that came out yesterday by – Steve Weischer. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Reporter very in touch in the NFL, very in touch with Atlanta in general. Used
0: to work for the AJC.
1: And he thinks that Calvin Ridley's played his last game in Atlanta, which, you know, we've been playing all year without him already. Whatever. I think – most of us have kind of moved on. And you can certainly get a second-round pick for him.
0: Could you get a second-round pick for him after he uh, after he sat out pretty much this entire season, though?
1: Is that possible? I suppose there's some questions. There's going to have to be some interviews. Yeah. Bet, but, like, we don't know his side of the story. Maybe it is an Arthur Smith thing, the way they were using him. Like, I'm sure – like, obviously anyone who's trading for him would want to get in a room with him and yeah. hear his side of the story. But, like, his talent, as young as he is – as if he has, if he tells them what's been going on, because we're never going to find out unless it gets leaked after mm-hmm. he gets traded or right. something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can get a second round pick for an aging Julio Jones, you can certainly get a second round pick for Calvin Ridley. Perhaps it's like it's a it's a risk as well, but it's like it's a second round pick. We talked about this last week. How many first-round picks don't pan out? How many second-round picks don't? pan
0: out? You need out? as many as you can get. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. Then if we- I could get a Calvin Ridley, if yeah.
1: Bill Belichick could get Calvin Ridley for a second-round pick, we got a damn second-round pick for Sanu.
0: Right, right. So I mean, and he
1: sucked. It like as soon as he left us.
0: Right. Of course. I don't know if we'll get a second-round pick for him, but I want to talk about something you just said. If you're, if if that was was true. And this is all hearsay, but you're talking about maybe he didn't like the way that Arthur Smith was Arthur Smith is utilizing him or something, and that's why he hasn't played or something like that. Is that what you were inferring? Um,
1: uh, yeah,
0: that would piss me off so much. That wouldn't be a mental health thing. That'd be just being a, a total bitch thing to so, me.
1: Keep in mind that's just speculation. That's speculation. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying mind.
0: if that was the case, I would be so mad.
1: Yeah, because I mean, he he like he was across the middle a lot more. He was getting lit up. Uh, he just didn't look himself.
0: Yeah. So. But I would be—I'd still be pissed off about it. Yeah. You do you, that, that that to me would be quitting on the team more so than oh, yeah. what he's doing right yeah, now.
1: Absolutely. So I—I I don't know if that's it. I don't. Yeah, we
0: don't know. But I'm just saying, if that was the case, I lose all. But he respect. could sell the story. Sure.
1: To get traded to good team.
0: I guess. But then you, the team would have to say that would potentially receive him. Are you going to do the same thing if you don't like the way we're using you? And then it becomes a whole saga. Then you turn to Antonio Brown or something.
1: I was going to say. if – about to say that name. If, if people keep signing Antonio Brown, they will bring in Calvin Ridley.
0: Right. Um, so we'll see what happens with Calvin. But the thing is, is that I think the way I'm looking at it right now, my hot take is, is that if we trade all these people, and um, you know maybe we can bring back Foyer or Cordero. Hopefully, we bring back Ku for sure. Um, oh, that would
1: break my heart if we lost. Yeah, Coup.
0: he's as solid as they come. One of the best kickers in the league. But you know, if we trade a lot of these guys and we lose a lot of these guys. I mean I think the way it's going to shape up is is that this team will take a step back next year. I don't think we'll win 7 games. Um I think we'll take I think until we get out of Matt Ryan's contract this team will not contend for even a, a really contend for a playoff spot. You can say we did this year but you know it was all kind of smoke and mirrors I think at the end of the day. Um I, that's my hot take. Is that until we get out of all these big contracts we're not going to we're not going to really truly contend.
1: We'll see, man. Um, Fontenot's going to have the chance to retool. Like I said, first round, high first round pick, plus potentially three second round picks. Definitely two second round picks. Um, and now they've had a year to, you know, really analyze this roster and dive yeah. in. I, I do think Patterson's going to be back. He loves Atlanta. He does <laughs> with the passion. I don't think he would be that expensive. Uh, if you can bring him and Foyer back and move on from a couple of these guys that we thought were crucial to the roster that maybe aren't. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, we got to see how it plays out, obviously, but I think there's potential for us to be in this same realm next year or to take a step forward.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, once again, the draft we'll be watching with great interest because that's really how this team is going to eventually transform because of how horrible our salary cap situation is. Even if we are able to free up some money, it's still not going to be enough to really be a major player in free agency. Which isn't the end of the world, but you just gotta realize that. Yeah. So, thank you, Thomas Dimitrov.
1: Thank you, Thomas. Oh, uh, Graham, I got breaking news that I want to discuss on this podcast as okay. well. Yeah. Uh, this directly affects you on Sunday. All right. The Falcons announced to the world today that on Sunday against the New Orleans Saints at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yes. They will be wearing black tops with the white pants for their uniform, Graham.
0: That is big news. It's
1: exciting, right? I will
0: be wearing my uh, red Matt Ryan jersey from 15 years ago. Well,
1: this seems like a good opportunity for you to match with the team.
0: I don't have a black jersey. Well, mm-hmm. I have my Mike Vick jersey that's black. But There I, you go. I don't know. I'm, I'm going I'm to wear the quarterback that's here.
1: Okay. Did you know that Mike Vick has the same amount of Super Bowls that Matt Ryan does?
0: You wouldn't know that by some people's accounts uh, who say they're Falcons fans, but really just Mike Vick fans. Right,
1: right. Yeah. He, he, he never won one, Graham.
0: No, he never even got to the Super Bowl, yeah. which Matt Ryan did. Yeah. I'd
1: like to point that out.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, and then, you know, the Saints game coming up, like you said, a chance to knock the Saints out. Saints are a little banged up, uh, been hit by COVID. Taysom Hill is going to be starting at quarterback. You have pretty much the offense for them is going to be Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara.
1: Uh, Kamara does kill us, but like I feel like we're gonna win this game. Uh, I I honestly, at the end of the day, I feel like me watching the game, I'll want us to win. But then like as soon as it's over, I'll be like, I- I ah, was it we, worth it? I wish we lost that. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how this team plays. Are they gonna be able to get up for this game? I mean, they they've gotten up for pretty much every game.
1: Oh, uh, they definitely will. And maybe there is something to like. Building excitement going into the off season.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I never believed in that shit because the momentum wears off. I mean, you don't play a, a, a real game for eight months or whatever it is.
1: But maybe it's like something like you get a player like um, Koo or any of these free agents. They're like, yeah. I got to come back here. I'll take a little less money yeah. to come back here. We got something.
0: Maybe. 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 I mean, at the very minimum, we got to get Kuh back, just for his consistency. <laughs> so how
1: sad is that the Ku's that Awa just brought up there?
0: Yeah, he's only missed, what, two field goals all year? He's a stud. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, the Saints' defense has been great over the last month, only giving up 9.8 points per game. They're 5-3 and three on the road all season. They've been arguably a better road team uh, this year, well, at least record-wise. But um, their offense has been, I wouldn't say dreadful, but hasn't been great. They've only topped 20 points once in the last six games. So this could be a very low-scoring affair. If you're out there looking for the over/under, which I think is at 40, you might want to take it. Take the under, I would say, just because uh, we're not scoring a lot of points either. This could be a 15 to 12 sort of game.
1: Yeah, this will be interesting because we're we're the best of the mediocre teams, and the Saints are kind of like the worst of the
0: somewhat decent teams. Teams, yeah.
1: So. This could go either way, but if our track record shows anything, we will lose this if they're in that good team right. sphere. Yes. Um, and
0: we're also playing at home. the only team we've beaten all year is Detroit. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we'd we'll probably lose. If they have a good defense, we'd probably they lose. They
0: have a really good defense. They've been playing. I mean, this is a team also, what was it, two weeks ago that held a pretty healthy, at that time, Tampa Bay team to zero points at Tampa Bay. Yeah. The most explosive teams in the league. And Tampa Bay kills people at home.
1: And you saw. How Josh Allen Allen just ran all over us, and I,
0: I fear that Taysom Hill is going to do kind of the same thing. They're going to attack, uh, really put an emphasis on short passes to Kamara, option uh, run pass options with Hill and Kamara, and just really let them be the one two punch to try and to try and hurt us. The good news is, though, is our defense is playing better, and um, even though we we did give up a give <laughs> up, I say this, but yeah, we got killed on the ground. The passing game we looked pretty good, but they're going to run. They're going to make us prove that we can stop the run, and, and we are not a very good run. Uh, stopping team. Devin Singletary killed us. Josh Allen killed us. I mean, we gave up like I don't know two hundred something yards on the ground last week. Yeah, it, was silly. it was disgusting. Yeah. So, um, but I think you know Falcons Saints. Both these teams always get up for this game every year. It'll be it. It will be a close game. I think. I, I kind of lean towards the Saints winning just because of how good their D is and how bad our run D is. But anything can happen. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to going and getting sloppy drunk and screaming Go Falcons!
1: There you go, Graham. This is is the last Falcons game preview of the year. Preview? Well, game preview.
0: Oh, Falcons game preview, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, let me put that together in my head. I think I still got the COVID brain going on.
1: no, you got there. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of sad. Sure. You know, we are getting to the dark times where we will only have one Atlanta professional sport going on after Sunday, and... You know, baseball, to talk about baseball real quick, I I don't know if there's going to be a season for a while, Graham.
0: Uh, it seems bad. I mean, Rob Manford just fired uh, Ken Rosenthal from MLB Network for writing an article about him that was uh, not very nice.
1: Well, I don't think he fired Well, he put
0: the pressure on MLB Network to fire him, which is ridiculous. Which is silly, but yeah. I'm not not worried about
1: Ken Rosenthal; he's fine.
0: Yeah, Uh,
1: (laughs) I'm worried about baseball starting on time. Of
0: course, but I'm just saying it's another, uh, it's just another thing showing how stupid Rob Manfred is.
1: Sure. Yeah, I I, I saw today where someone like kind of close to the negotiations between the players and the owners was like, they've done nothing in a month. Like, there's been no real negotiating going on. And, which makes me so sad because I keep seeing these Twitter videos of Ronald Acuna Jr. hitting in, in the, the cage. cages. Yeah. Just looking like a stud. Uh, the only two players I see are Acuna and then Ozuna in the, uh, the
0: Dominican, Dominican League. Dominican League. Yeah.
1: Hitting bombs. Yeah. It's like, all right, well. Who knows what happens there? It's going to be a conversation, but we're going to have an <laughs> right. outfield, though. Right. <laughs> but then, like, all this free a- – like, we're robbed of the – this should be peak free agency. Yeah, we, we should, should be rounding out a ra- roster. We can't even talk about it now.
0: No, I mean, you could make an argument that not only will the season probably not start in time at this point, unless something dramatically changes, could we be looking at a damn canceled season?
1: I feel like it's going to be like – remember the 2020 season where they just talked for, like, two or three months – and then at the last minute, finally settled. Oh, let's play baseball for two months. I feel like it'll be something like that.
0: Yeah, another sixty game season. It's like
1: we'll not that short, but maybe we'll start in like June. Sick.
0: I got tickets to opening day. <laughs> I got my mom tickets to the Saturday game.
1: I don't think that's
0: Third base line, trying to make her happy in her in her sixties.
1: Well, that's very that's very sweet of you, Graham. Um, keep doing things like that. That'll help with your seasonal depression. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very nice. Yes, um, yes. But. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen
0: though. Well, hopefully we can still those games will still happen. You'll be
1: able to
0: use them later in the year. Yeah, but it sucks. You're right. Like we haven't had any hot stove discussions. There was a very brief period of free agency that really didn't go anywhere, other than Max Scherzer signing with the Mets. We didn't talk about that. Can we talk? Because I miss talking baseball. Can we talk uh, this, this Max Scherzer signing just for a second? Even I know it's not about land professional sports, but it does impact land professional sports.
1: Yeah, go for it. Uh, can I go first? Please. I'm not scared. I am. I'm not either. I love having Max Scherzer our division. Yeah. We crush him. We, we score four runs off him every time he pitches. Yeah. I have no issue with it. And he's getting older. He's got that bum shoulder, dead arm. The Mets just overpaid for another guy that's going to be injured. Phenomenal. Yeah. Well, it, it, same thing every year. Oh, the New York Mets. They're the team this year. Blah, 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 blah. It's not going to happen.
0: No, I, I agree. I think, uh, I don't think Scherzer's going to be like a bum. But it seems like anyone who goes to the Mets who is good starts to suck. I mean, think about what happened to Frankie Lindor, one of the best shortstops in baseball. It just had an abysmal, fall off a cliff year. Yeah,
1: I think and they he, signed him to a ten year, like three hundred million dollars deal. Like he started to get a little better at the end of the year, but
0: like even still, just the whole year to look at it, it's just like disgusting, yeah. you know. And now you get what Scherzer's signed for what forty million a year, forty eight million a year, some Matt Ryan craziness, mm. um, and he's a damn near forty year old pitcher, still a very good pitcher, no doubt, but. Um, yeah, I mean, historically we've done very well against him, particularly during this, uh, after the rebuild ended. It felt like we really started to figure him out, like 2018 on.
1: You could argue that we won the World Series because of Matt Scherzer.
0: Well, uh, well Dave Roberts using Matt Scherzer. Dave Roberts overthought that entire NLCS.
1: Right, but if, if Scherzer were 10 years younger, right. then Scherzer would have been able to play. He
0: probably would have been fine. Or even, you know, when they won the World Series in 2019, um, they did something like that. Uh, the Nationals did the They ready to use Scherzer in a relief role. Then he'd start like three days later. Um, you know, it gets to a point, though, where he's logged so many innings. You just can't. You got you to gotta know your personnel. Yeah. And um, I love that, too. And Scherzer was like, yeah, a dead arm. Um, <laughs> just blatantly admitting that he wasn't right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too scared of, of, of Scherzer at all. I, th- I think we, no one should be worried about the Mets until they actually prove they can put a competitive team on the field. It's not done with the way they're doing it um you know the way they're, they've been trying to do it has not worked and until they prove that it can work they'll just keep throwing money at the wall throwing shit at the wall and they'll keep getting the same results
1: you can't buy championships anymore Graham. no it, it doesn't work like
0: that i mean i think you can make you know informed decisions to spend a lot of money and say yes let's um you know like let's say someone made a, a, a trade for a mike trout or something like that and they said okay we're all in all right fine mike Trout's still in his prime he's still one of the best players in baseball Sure. Not to say Scherzer is not one of the best pitchers, but to overpay that much for Scherzer at this stage of his career is is reeks of desperation. It reeks of, oh, my God, we got to do something.
1: It's going to backfire. Yeah, we we all know that. Um, And our only concerns are that it's January 6th, 2022. Freddie Freeman is not a brave currently. Yes, Uh, but nothing can be done about that. No, I don't know if this downtime helps or hurts us.
0: I'm not sure. Um, the hope is is that the front office is still figuring out ways. You know, they have, have plenty of time to formulate a strategy as to what to do whenever uh, the the unions, uh, the union and the owners finally agree on what to do. So my hope is that Anthopolis has got this master plan together with a bunch of contingency plans and he's ready to go. He's just sitting on his rocker, oh, uh, waiting for waiting for everything to get going oh, that's again. That's
1: gonna be an exciting day. Yeah, once it all. Is back.
0: Yes, if it ever happens. If it ever happens. If I it know. doesn't, the minimum the Braves won the last World yeah. Series, so that'd be a, well, the biggest World Series, the biggest Fu of the world.
1: I watch that Soler home run at least once a week.
0: You gotta watch it once a day. What the yeah. hell is wrong with you?
1: Sorry, I'm not a fan. I guess. Yeah, um, but like you know, you get different fan angles of it as well. I saw the That's one true. today
0: from behind home plate. Yeah, that was really cool. It looked ridiculous. Yeah, moonshot. I was like, this looks like some Looney Tune shit. Yeah.
1: It's, it's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're still the world champs. Let's not ever forget that. We, we don't talk about this enough, Grim.
0: We've we received a lot of criticism from the users on this, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we troll trudge through our 7-9 and nine <laughs> self-admitted boring-ass football team. Yeah. And then we go to our like 17-20 and 20 COVID-stricken basketball team. And we just skip the world champion Braves. That we've waited our whole lives, basically, our right, whole adult lives, yeah, yeah, right, for this championship. So, I, I do twenty twenty two. Our Atlanta's Zone New Year's resolution is that we will mention and have at least a five minute discussion every week about a world champion Atlanta Braves. I think that's uh, good. Are you okay with that? Uh, of course. Is is I mean.
0: Even if they're not playing, even though right. this happens. Eventually,
1: happening. we'll start talking 2022 20, season. Right. And moving forward. But until then, we're the champs.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to relish that shit.
1: So, while we are on the topic of championships, Graham, I want to give a quick shout out to mega user Arthur Roach, who has been <laughs> with us since episode one, and his Georgia Bulldogs are playing in the national championship this upcoming Monday. It's not our thing. No. Uh,. But at this point, Georgia-Alabama, go dogs.
0: Yeah, who wants to see Saban win, like, championship number eight or whatever the hell it is?
1: I feel like Bulldog fans are going to be really obnoxious winning a championship, so that's the only, like, that's where I could push towards Alabama because Alabama's been there, done that. They don't really care anymore.
0: Well, it's funny. I was talking to her friend Hillary at the, the wedding we went to last week, and she was like, nah, it's fine. You know, I still keep up with it, but it's just not the same.
1: No, it means like a hundred times more to Georgia Bulldogs fans. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of them in Atlanta, so let's 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 go dogs in
0: this one. Yeah, go dogs. I hope they get it done. Where's the game being played, you know? It's not being played in Mercedes Benz, right?
1: No. Thank God. No, no.
0: no. Georgia that's a house of horrors for Georgia. I know. They can't beat Alabama. Oh no, it's being
1: played in Indianapolis. I saw where there was like an AJC writer, like kind of talking shit about Indianapolis, oh. and he was getting like blasted on we Twitter. We
0: shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. That makes you look like uh, the LA Times. Remember when Bill Plaschke and yeah. those cronies came over here and said it's a shopping mall and fuck Waffle House and all yeah. that stuff? You can't do that. I, I do not understand that angle. What does that do for you? You're a news- you're a reporter. Go there and report your story. You can have an opinion, but don't say it's a shitty city. No,
1: you- I mean, all he said was it's super cold and things are expensive but i think like compared to atlanta things are like a lot cheaper so i don't know i don't know what he was talking about
0: i don't know it's not relevant to what you're you're trying to to say all right well, to what maybe not to what you're trying to say but but to the sport you're covering talk about the sport
1: it's all about clicks nowadays graham you gotta get clicks is that like, the whole thing i'm is, sitting here talking about it we're talking about we're it. talking about we're it. It. you we're got your click it. it's like if you were just talking about the game no one would no care. one would
0: care that's a good yeah. point maybe that's why I, I mean that was the whole thing with bill plaschke that was his, and that other guy, uh, I can't remember his name, the, the person who didn't even mention Austin Riley as a viable part of our offense, Dylan Hernandez. Uh, maybe they were just being assholes on purpose to get idiots like me to bypass their uh, paywall and, and read their articles.
1: I, I don't know if I've told you this. So downstairs right now, uh, user Hugo sent me all seven. What The Dodgers series went six, six games. Yeah. So all six newspapers from both Los Angeles newspapers. Wow. Like recapping each game. Yeah. So a lot of Bill Plashke in all those newspapers. I want
0: downstairs. a full report next week. Okay. That could be our Braves segment. That'll be our Braves
1: segment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys are going to love that. Bill Plashke! <laughs> game one. Here's what they say. That'll yep. be our, our seven-week segment. Uh, all
0: right. Let's um, – Let's take a break, Adam, and hear from our friends from DraftKings who have an exciting offer for you. I've gotten back into playing DraftKings recently, Adam. Had a very good week last week, and you can too with this new offer. It's not really that new, but it's something we've we've brought up before, and uh, it's just another opportunity for you to join in the fun with DraftKings.
1: Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars, in total prizes with their first deposit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and you'll win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.
0: All right, Adam, let's move on to your Atlanta Hawks. At least Mr. Hawk is absent today. Spoo. There he is. Not as enthusiastic as he normally is. And that's, that's understandable, given that the Hawks are 17 and 20, 12th place in the East. But finally, Adam, finally, they won a game last night against the formidable Sacramento Kings by a count of 108 to 102.
1: You know, Graham, technically, we've won two
0: out of three. Oh, Lost that game in the Rock. Uh, what was it, Houston? No, Trailblazers. Trailblazers.
1: Trail that, that one was rough because that was like they did not have Lillard. We had Trey Young. Trey went for 56. They didn't have
0: McCollum either. Yeah. They didn't have their two best players.
1: It was um,
0: – Yeah, 56 and 14 had what? Five rebounds, two or something like that.
1: Gave up 136 points.
0: I mean, that was the best game Trey's ever played, bar none. He did it all. He was unstoppable. Um, The rest of the team just didn't show up. He accounted for over 80 points uh, Uh, between his assists and the points he scored.
1: I thought it was funny that he was out for the next game against the Kings with a back injury because he literally put the team on his back against the uh, Trailblazers. He was also
0: absolutely destroyed in the post. That's what caused the back injury, but I, I like where you were going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, that was that was a very frustrating game, uh, just because it was like Trey Young's. Has, it should have been a historic. It is a historic performance, I think there's only been like two or three players that have in the history of the NBA that have accounted for like 80 points, and at least 80 points in a single game. Um, and we should be, you know, celebrating that instead. We are, uh, you know, just talking about how the same shit we've been talking about all year. How bad the defense is. I mean, we get up 41 points to their backup point guard. I mean, what else can you say? This team, it gets to a point when it's no longer, you can no longer blame COVID or injuries. I blame effort at this point. I mean, you play a little better defense against Sacramento um, last night. It wasn't great, but it was, it was better than what we're used to seeing. But the effort, regardless of who's out there, is not high. Is not high, and that's a that's a just a big that that's a problem you can't overcome.
1: Well, did you hear the Travis Schlenk interview?
0: Yeah, where he said week? I need to lower my expectations for this team. Yeah, he's
1: mad. Like, I'm yeah, I'm mad too. He's as mad as the fans are, and, and
0: like, I can't hear this team in the post game talk about. We have to figure out how to do it. We have to. It's like we'll do something like change, try something different. Because you guys look like you, you say we got to do something different, and it looks like the same effort every single night.
1: I loved hearing his interview though, because like it's rare to see someone just that. Like, open and honest. Yeah. A part of a team. Like, he said, maybe I made a mistake by bringing everyone back.
0: There's also just, like, the thing where I know McMillan's Mac- out, but, like, it was, like, during that uh, trailbla- Trailblazers game, we, you know, it was, like, the last couple possessions, and we, you know, we have Gallinari out there, but we need defensive stops. And it's like, Okongu needs to be playing a lot more than Gallinari. I don't care if you go up a little bit more, like he can't shoot the three or whatever. I need someone there who can bang, get me rebounds, limit se- second opportunities from the offense and play good defense. That's what I need. Any, yeah. any defensive plus is really important right now. And he provides that.
1: Yeah. And it's good to see like, it, we only played eight, eight guys last night, but it's like, okay, this is, this is kind of our team, you know? Right. That's, that's progress from COVID. Kevin Herter went off. He looked really good. His offense is awesome. He's been playing great defense. Um, They didn't start him last night, and that was on purpose to, like, balance out the bench unit. I was worried about that. Like, right
0: when tip-off happened, I was
1: like, why the hell is Cabarro playing? And I saw
0: Herter sitting there, and I was like, oh, yeah, he just came back from COVID, so it it made sense. But, yeah, Herter really did a great job. Double-double, 25 points, 11 boards. He was active on on defense um, and was shooting. He, he, He just looked really confident. You hadn't seen that a lot from Kevin this year because he slowed because of the injuries he sustained in, uh, before training camp. And he goes out with COVID. Never really seemed like he got into a, a great rhythm, but um, he looked great last night. I hope we see more of that from him moving forward. And I know he's capable of doing stuff like that. Um, and the fact that he only hit one three and still scored twenty five points was also huge. Um, really like the activity I saw last night from from Kevin Herter, particularly his big stretch in in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, it's a positive step. Granted, I mean it's against the sixteen and twenty four yeah, Sacramento I mean, they're, Kings. They're
0: terrible. I mean that that damn Halliburton was killing us from three point range, especially in the first half. Um, it's, it's just a really, I don't know what it is. Um, I, I'm 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 so tired of talking about just how bad our defense is, but I don't know what else to say. I don't know how else, how else to break it down other than I think it's just an effort thing.
1: It is effort. Like like Schlenk said, it's like if. You get in teams every single night coming in and scoring 130. Who never score 130? It's you. Oh, totally. Like, you can't just say, yeah, we're going to try harder and then not do it. Like,
0: yeah, you know, when you give up 41 points to the backup point guard for I, Portland, you're, you're you're in deep shit.
1: Look, I still think we're going to be a good team. Like, 17, is, and I think we were like 14 and 20 to start off last year, you know? Like, right. I think we will gel. um we all know how important DeAndre is to this defense. And he's getting closer to coming back. I think we'll be okay, but it's, it's frustrating. It's not a fun team to watch right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it is what it is right now, and I'm, I'm sure the Schlenk is going to make a trade.
0: He's pissed off. If he's going to make trades, make trades for guys that can be really good. They're really good defenders. Um, we don't need any more offensive help. Even if you lose a Gallinari, so what? You know, it's not a big deal. Like, if I would rather get a better defender back for Yonari than just get another guy that can, and that's that's the point of making a trade at that point. You know what I mean? Like, go and get some defenders. Shed some of this weight. We don't need all these guys here. We need guys that are going to give a shit on defense. I don't know. It's been such a rough, I mean, I watched that game last night. I was miserable the whole time I was watching. I was like, I feel like I'm watching a high school junior varsity game. Like, it was just, it was incredibly boring. Offense has no life to it. Um, even when something exciting happened, like even when Kevin started getting going, I was like, "I'm still just incredibly,
1: it's just very lackluster." Well, we have to talk about this team a lot going forward, Grab. They're the only thing <laughs> we got. <laughs> we, know we got next we week. We talk about
0: Atlanta professional sports. There's <laughs> not much else it's out there besides me just reading. Uh, Read verbatim every word of the LA Times.
1: Yeah, that'll be next week. Not,
0: not yeah. just the sports. I so want. Let's go through the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah, I,
1: I think I only had the sports sections. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. that should be enough to chew up an hour or so. Sure. And then talk about the Hawks for maybe five minutes.
1: Yeah. 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 Solid, (laughs) solid stuff.
0: Great plan. All right. I think we're ready to close this episode out, Adam. There's not really much else to say. What a God awful segment. All right. Until next week, folks, we hope you guys are staying safe out there and we hope that the Hawks can rebound and give us something to talk about. Bring our effort level up a little bit,
1: Please, please, please.
0: Um, but seriously, hope you guys are doing well. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Until then, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitality.
1: Hospitality.